0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have the honor to learn from Christine Scott. Christine works at Seattle Conflict Resolution, which, just like it sounds, helps you resolve conflict. She wants to enable people to bring out our best selves. So I'm sure all of you are excited to learn from Christine. No, I'm sure, no, I'm sure I am. So, Christine, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: So kind of to just open up and start, uh, dive into this, what kind of got you started at Seattle Conflict Resolution? What was kind of your initial draw to start that?
1: Well, um, I used to hate conflict. Um, you know, I'm from a small town and <laughs> in my 20s, I had, <laughs> had jobs in social services where bad stuff would happen all the time. I was working with young mm-hmm. people who lived outside. I was working with, uh, behaviorally disabled folks and, Ooh, wow. I saw, I saw some stuff that just scared me, <laughs> scared me completely. <laughs> and I, 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 sucked at conflict. Uh, I never thought I'd become an expert in it, honestly, and then I started learning from the people that were living outside, how they handled conflict and realized that they actually had some mad skills. And I just needed I just needed to listen and learn.
0: So what was like, was it I mean, obviously you learn from like multiple people, but was there like a particular moment maybe where you're like, hey, like, why? Why am I not doing this?
1: <laughs> um yeah. There there was a moment like when I was running Teen Feed, which is a meal program for homeless young people, that I noticed that a street dad actually had the capacity to calm down a whole room of just completely out of control young people with a simple phrase. Like he, he just had so much respect from his peers that they all instantly changed their behavior. And I thought, oh, wow, wow if, if he can do that. Imagine what I could do if I just got better at it. You know, like that—that that was inspiring mm-hmm. for me.
0: So I'm sure, right? You go and start out, right? Like everyone else, it's like, okay, that is really cool, right? You look mm-hmm. up to someone that's maybe put in that back end work, had the experience. What was your first experience trying to, I guess, learn conflict <laughs> resolution?
1: Uh, there were many, many hundreds of mistakes. <laughs> um, so what happens to most of us is our biology takes over, right? and mm-hmm. when that happens we come out way too aggressive because we are behaving exactly like a cornered animal or we come out way too passive in that case we're kind of like the rabbit hiding under the bush right our biology yeah. is you know still with us after all of these thousands of years of evolution and you know that was very helpful when when we were the the predator or the prey to have that stuff but i train people how to feel those symptoms of that biology taking over and how to sidestep them, because yeah, once that happens, that way too aggressive or that way too passive thing never works. And I'm sure you could maybe think of times in your own life that <laughs> one of those things happened to you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of mistakes early on. Um, now I tell people you have to deescalate yourself first. You know, don't let that biology take over. And I also train folks like once you have that that peace of mind and that clarity just like really look at what's my purpose in this situation what is my goal in the situation take care of myself in the situation forget what this other person is doing like you know like Mm -hmm. as soon as i feel like well my goal is to control them you know and to make them see my agenda nope nope you're not ready you're not ready for this engagement (laughs) you have to really get clear on your side like just me, myself, what's, what's my clear purpose? And I'm going to um, share a graphic with you that kind of walks you through what I call the, the three rings mm-hmm. of, of conflict resolution. The first one is in the center that's just about you. What's my purpose? Um, what's my role in the situation? Where are the limits of my responsibility? You know, kind of like my stuff, your stuff. Like I can't control you. I'm not responsible for your actions. Um, and what, what are my clear boundaries about how those actions impact me?
0: I like that. Yeah, I think you you touch on three. So I've just kind of put this out there. I've been thinking like when it comes to any engagement with anyone, I think there's like three rules that I'm trying to live by. And I I think they're a little bit similar. I want to kind of hear your comments after. But I think the first step is you have to respect, right? Whether it's a relationship with yourself or another person, Mm -hmm. there has to be that respect there first. And then the accountability factor, right? You have to hold each other to like, Hey, like you said, you were going to do this, like Mm -hmm. do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is patience. I think if we are just patient with each other, I think a lot would get done because I mean, we're all learning, we're all making mistakes and that's just the reality of things. I don't know. What is that kind of what you're getting at a little bit?
1: Very similar. And, and one thing that you wisely pointed out is if you can't do it for yourself, you can't do it for somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to start like with that patience and and that accountability for yourself. And then once you are ready to, like, talk to somebody else about about that, you can just kind of go, okay, well, what's you know, what's your accountability to you? You know, like, forget your accountability to me, because really, (laughs) we got to take care of our own side of the fence here. Um, And I would like my my second ring in my circle is actually curiosity. Can I really be curious about this other person? Can I come into the conversation kind of like you did before we started talking? Like, hey, I'm really like looking forward to what I learned from you. If you have that, then you're going to learn some really amazing things that you would have never considered, you know, by engaging with this other person. You're going to ask open questions. You're going to avoid making any assumptions like, oh, well, they screwed up on their accountability to me by doing X, (laughs) Y, and Z. Therefore they don't like me. Like, Ooh, once you go down that road, it's no longer an open conversation. Right?
0: Exactly. No, I think you're right. I think that sometimes, right. We get into that trap of, and and I admit it, right. It's like, everyone sees the world from their kind of frame of view, but you have to realize like one of the great things. And also this is why we fight quite often is that we have we're unique, like we're different people Mm -hmm. and we have different perspectives on things. We have different, uh, like ways of doing things, different ways of, you know, solving problems and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're really quick to assume that if somebody solves a problem differently or looks at us differently or engages with us differently than what we would do, that there's something wrong with them or with us, you know, like that's the first place we go. And, and I just remind people, nope. You know, because I used to run a shelter for for homeless young people. And I I just started beta testing this idea that I wonder if whenever I think somebody's mad at me, I wonder if I just went and asked them what was going on, what they would say. So I just started doing that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. 90% of the time, it had nothing to do with me at all. That I was the one mm-hmm. that, like, interpreted they're 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 looking in my direction or their comment that they made like I was the one that misinterpreted.
0: Huh? Yeah. yeah, we we oftentimes find ourselves. I think we yeah we find ourselves kind of coming in with that preconceived mm-hmm. idea of like oh this is what this person does when yeah. reality yeah. is is they they have something to offer and just kind of a little side note off that just question popped in my head. You you mentioned you worked with homeless young people? How do you get into that? Like, that kind of sounds interesting.
1: Um, just through AmeriCorps, it was, you know, AmeriCorps is kind of like our domestic Peace Corps, where you okay. get underpaid <laughs> for nine months, <laughs> and, you know, end up with some college money at the end of your term, um, and do social um, justice, social service, environmental protection kind of things. And, and I was just, you know, I had a lot of misperceptions that I, you know, as this you know, very wise, I think I was 28 year old, you know, like I had something to offer these poor, confused street urchins, you know, I I had, I had so many biases showing in privilege, um, not aware of kind of stuff. And um, I just came in and kind of kind of got my butt handed to me, honestly, because they had a lot more wisdom and a lot more smarts uh, than I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. I think Ultimately, I mean, I'm, I'll take a couple of steps back, but ultimately, that's kind of the point of the show. It's like everyone's spending their time doing something, right? And for you to kind of just say, hey, look, they're not like they're dumb or whatever and just kind of dismiss them. To me, it's like, no, 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 they're not like completely dumb. They've been spending that time doing something. I think the question a lot of people confuse it with is it's is it productive? Like it's actually benefiting society as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that that I think is. The real question, like, hey, is this, what this person doing productive? And I think that's something a lot of people. I, I mean, that's kind of why I started the show. It's like, hey, like, there's a difference between being productive, mm-hmm. being intelligent, and everyone mm-hmm. has a chance to be. Everyone's intelligent. It's just you need to figure out what the heck you've been spending all your time doing right. and what you're good at.
1: And when you think about young people who what they're producing is just being alive another day. Yeah. Um, and they have amazing things to teach and which is why I now get to teach, you know, at this point I've, I've taught over 35,000 people and how to resolve conflict. That would have never happened had I not spent 10 years working with young people from the streets. So, so like, look at the ripple effect. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the sad news is there was a lot of tragedy in those lives. A lot of people who died, a lot of people who um, experienced stuff that I, I never had to go through um, or heal from. But I'm, I'm really grateful for the lessons that I did learn um, by working with them.
0: So a little bit on that note, I mean, you saw a lot of people, like you mentioned, go through a lot of challenges. What would you say is kind of the best way for maybe people that are encountering their own challenges in their life, whether it's, you know, homelessness or just, you know, maybe something little in their lives? What's your advice to kind of overcome challenges?
1: I think, you know, it's just like conflict. If you face it like a wall that just looks really, really bigger than you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know, you you tend not to believe in your own agency. It, it feels insurmountable. Um, and if you see this other person like the same, it, it you know, you, you feel like you have to come out fighting. But what if this challenge is just another opportunity to grow something that you get to listen to and learn from and be curious about like what is it that I'm like thinking about myself right now what is what is this challenge showing me what is this other person and this conflict with them showing me about myself um I I have the pleasure of having to kids who were um late teens early 20s <laughs> and i i get taught about myself all the time by engaging <laughs> with them about like my ageism around my you know the generational divide and you know and what i'm learning as they're kind of pointing out all of my flaws is that there are some things in the perspective of people under 30 that I just can't access I wasn't raised you know in the same digital era I don't have access to the same just the same patterns and I I don't know it's just like I'm I'm really encouraged by people under 30 Mm -hmm. and uh, their analysis on what's what's wrong with this planet and what's wrong with our society and 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 their interest in collaboration and their disinterest in hierarchy and like they have so much more going for them than my generation had at that age, but they also yeah. have a lot, you know, a lot bigger obstacles. So, so anyway, I, I just I, I'm glad that you have a lot of younger listeners because I just want to give you guys a big shout out. you like you, huh. you guys are, you guys inherited kind of kind of a shit sandwich, and um, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> I, I can't think of a generation that's better better uh, skilled at staring it down.
0: Well. I guess on the behalf of that, thank you. That is, <laughs> yeah, It, and I think that's kind of the cool part. I mean, you look at every generation and they kind of have their own unique challenges that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, as much as we all try to like get rid of these challenges, roadblocks, I think we kind of need them because how else do we actually like progress is like being better because yeah, I mean, I would love to avoid a lot of things that in the past And I think That's part of wisdom Right It's learning from someone That's actually experienced it Like mm-hmm. Alright Let's not do that mm-hmm. Because obviously It didn't work out Yeah And From there We should uh, Learn from them And then uh, Make our own decisions But the thing is We're gonna make our own mistakes yep. Too right Like I bet once Our generation gets older We're gonna look back And be like Man made <laughs> Quite a few mistakes there And then Younger generations Be like Hey yep. Screw you guys And I think the the process will just repeat. So,
1: mm-hmm. and one mistake I made when I was younger. I'm sorry to interrupt, Josh, but I just hope I can spare spare your listeners from making the same mistake. Is every time I had a conflict with another person, I thought there could only be one winner, mm-hmm. and I needed to get rid of that. And now that I have, and now that I've like opened myself up to like what's a compassionate, long term relationship focused outcome. Um, conflicts actually get resolved because if you if you win in a with a conflict you know like if me and my son are fighting over who unloads the dishwasher for example and I get my way and he unloads the dishwasher that's not resolved because now all he feels like is that he lost the the battle Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow night when the dishwasher needs to get unloaded again it, right, it's, it's it's the same. Process repeats. Exactly, it's the same bad mojo. So I really encourage people like look for the win-win, look for the permanent resolution to the conflict, something that both parties get a walk away from, going, yeah, yeah, I feel closer to Josh. Like we really, we really worked through that. I understand him better now.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. I think that that is ultimately like conflict resolution, right there. It's we we need to find. A solution where both parties walk away and say, hey, like, I feel like, like, I won, like, I got what I want, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of something on this end is usually what tends to happen, I think, is people will dig in their heels, right? Because it's like, maybe they've never been challenged before. And I, that's the thing, again, I think challenges are good. <laughs> it helps you like, really think about like, oh, like, I never thought of it like that. But kind of the tendency is to dig in your heels and say, "No, I'm not tolerating that." I guess how would we not do that?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you know a lot of the people that hire me are in customer service relationships, mm. um, and so they're seeing they're seeing conflict with a person that they'll probably never see again. So, like if I work at the Seattle Space Needle, the chances of this one customer standing in front of me again is like next to nothing. Um, so in that case, it's, it's kind of hard to take my advice around focusing on the relationship, right? Because yeah. it, there's no relationship here. And so I just say, okay, let's focus on your capacity to do this job long term. If if you keep having customer interactions that you're kind of feeling burned out and hating on your customers, um, two years from now, I can predict that you will either leave this field or you're going to just start becoming a really grumpy, resentful, <laughs> burned out crisp of a person, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when I say that, I can just see everybody in the room, like, look around going, oh, yeah, I know who the burned out people in my team are. So, so I encourage, like, okay, so lean in for your own sanity that you can restore your faith in these customers, even when they're behaving badly, even if it's not for the relationship. But most of us, we're having conflict with people that we're going to see tomorrow. And mm. and then what I want you to be really motivated by is like, how do I want this conflict where we get to be raw, we get to be honest, we get to have big emotion in the room. How do I want to use all of that energy to deepen my connection with this person?
0: I like how you you brought that up, that I think... Sometimes, right, there's a high amount of emotions in the room, but it's because, right, there's a lot of passion usually behind, mm-hmm. like, no, like, I want to do this. But honestly, that's where a lot of things get done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, it's, as sucky as it sounds, that's when a lot of things get done right. because it's right. like...
1: We get we get uh, afraid of change, and change takes cer- a certain amount of energy to get us out of that, like, stasis point. So, yeah, we need the emotion. Yeah. We need the charge.
0: Reminds me of like the Gordon Ramsay show and stuff where they, (laughs) where he's like yelling at these people and then all of a sudden it's always like a 360. I'm like I believe it. Like if someone (laughs) was constantly just going after me like that and saying why are you doing it and like asking these tough questions, like crap. Like I just suck, man. (laughs) Like I have nothing else to say. It's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of those like confrontations. I think that's that's kind of what it reminded me of is the Gordon Ramsay show.
1: Except the truth is we we don't actually need to yell. We just need mm-hmm. to be like that consistent invitation for a deeper relationship. So if somebody's kind of crossed your boundary and you know that your boundary is crossed and you just keep on saying to them, you know, kind of like, you know, I had um, some people call me out at work. Um, I used to be an executive director of a nonprofit. And I did something that was very much ground in my privilege as an executive director and as a white lady um, that, that did not hold true to a, a commitment I made to some people of color who were basically supervised by somebody I supervised. And they called me out on it, but they didn't do it by yelling at me. They actually mm-hmm. spent an hour in the room just continuing to ask the question like, well, you said this, but you did that. And why did that happen? What can we count on you for in the future?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And not in a way that was like making me feel bad, but I, I did. I I came out fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I came out defensive, like, well, I'm the executive director, and I get to make these co- blah, blah, blah. and like 30 minutes later, I was crying and admitting that, yeah, I I had a choice and I made the wrong one. And thank you for like holding holding space for me to get to that realization by, by kind of, kind of like you said, by being patient and being compassionate and just asking the question.
0: Yeah. I think that right there, asking, asking the question, I think is you, you have to have the courage to actually just, just ask it. And I think also, I mean, I've, I've talked with communication coaches and I've had those guys on the show. And I think also usually when you know conflict arises it's usually just a communication barrier as well it's like oh wait i I don't understand what that like what what are you saying to uh-huh. me uh-huh. and the other person's trying to f- find the right words to put in their mouth like no this is what I'm saying and uh-huh. oftentimes right it may look like they're totally disagreeing with you and it's like no it's I just I, I can't find the right words to yeah. communicate this to you and right and then they uh respond back and say so do you mean this right Mm -hmm. and you're like no and I think Mm -hmm. that's where real learning happens right you don't learn based off just talking you learn with questions and I think that's an important point that you made so I, I guess kind of on that note I think a lot of people especially in today's climate they're like man I think social media is definitely not helping
1: yeah Yeah, yeah. Let's create a machine that allows you to be in an echo chamber with only the people that agree with you.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, (laughs) that that doesn't help. (laughs) But I'm I'm kind of curious because I think there are some benefits. Because I mean, this has been the most connected, I guess you could say. Like, people have been able to kind of find, Mm -hmm. like, some people have walked their entire lives feeling like utterly alone. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden they find like, wait, there's people out there that just like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they can talk around, with them around the world. Yep. So I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, as you mentioned, a lot of cons as well. But kind of on that, it's how do we kind of, I guess, create a space where we resolve conflict on social media? I guess it's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, there are some groups that are doing that around kind of through an impression lens, you know, where people are using social media to, to, to do and say like things that are racist or transphobic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, um, I'll email this to you later because I'm trying to remember the name of the organization that actually gives you tips for how to enter intervene or interrupt when you see those kinds of things happening in an online space. Um, but there's a local author here who's done some pretty pretty really great social justice stuff um, who when she has this thing happen on on her social media, um, what she does is she reaches out to the person in a in a private chat and just says, "Hey, I'd really like to to talk to you kind of in real time can can we get on the phone together so rather yeah. than having their the baiting that this person is trying to do in her direction as a social justice person, rather than it being this big public conflict and debate. She's basically inviting them into a private conversation. And once you do that with somebody, whether that's in real life or in in an internet space, you quickly separate the people who actually want to engage in, in the topic from the people who want to have an audience because the people who want to have an audience, this isn't really a conflict, this is grandstanding. And that's when mm-hmm. it's appropriate, you know, to get them off your page or whatever you need to do because you don't want to share your audience with those types of folks.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. And I guess kind of, I guess on the other side of things, I think some people may be concerned, uh, like if we just kind of remove people or like these platforms, for example, it's a free speech ish issue. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a free speech issue. Um, and that's why it's really important how our spaces are curated. You know, as, as you know, Facebook ha- now has this o- their own, <laughs> this, their own organization is actually actively looking into how do we keep these spaces safe and free for everybody's expression. Um, yeah. we're still figuring that out as a democracy. We're still figuring that out when it comes to our media platforms. And, you know, I just have to remind folks again, it's not about this win-win idea. It's about, can I learn from you? Can I listen to you? Can we have a sharing of equals without one person coming out with their, you know, with their jugular missing? Um, mm-hmm. and we've, we've lost that decorum around engaging in tough topics, Right, you look at what's happening at school boards. You look at what's happening on our streets. Yeah. It's it's gotten ugly, and I, I just kind of feel yeah. like everybody came out of the pandemic with less mental health, with more addiction, with more isolation, and like emotional social skills that just went backwards for like year, years. You <laughs> just like definitely. everybody's behaving like toddlers, and um, it's not working. It's, it's definitely not. Um, Giving us the resources for these difficult conversations that we need to have.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm going to use this as the intelligent question of the day. What would you say, then, some of those difficult conversations maybe we do need to have are?
1: Oh, there's so, there's like this huge number of revolutions that are happening right now around gender, around race, around uh, wealth and class, uh, around property ownership around the environment, like every question is being asked of us right now. Um, and all of them are full of conflict. And I have a, I have an offer for your listeners. I actually have a difficult conversation worksheet that gives you advice about, okay, here are the steps you need to go through to work on your own stuff here are the ways to ask for this other person to have a conversation with you. And here are the things you need to invite into that room when you do have that conversation. Because the more we can do that and the more we can work through all of this stuff that um, right now feels like a big divider, the the, the brighter and better our future is going to be.
0: The intelligent answer of the day. And I think, so kind of follow up on that. I think right now, one side wants to eradicate the other, I think that's actually a pretty terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. And it's because you need to have those opposing, again, people that actually are willing to challenge you and say, no, I, I don't really think, and kind of you know have that conversation saying, hey, like let's try and find something where we both come out as winners. And so I guess kind of to follow up on that, how do we not do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we definitely have to do our own work first and mm-hmm. also discover where our non-negotiables are you know i have i have a few friends that are people of color and when i talk to them about um black lives matter and things like that you know i i've asked them like what's what's your what's your biggest goal and when a friend said to me my biggest goal is that people who look like me aren't going to be killed at the hands of our police. Like, yeah, I can get behind that. That that feels that feels like something that shouldn't, you know, shouldn't ever yeah. be like who who would say that that should happen? You know, like okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's let's get behind that and and if if folks want to fight that, then fine. I'm I'm, you know, that's a boundary that I'm happy with.
0: I think, yeah, I think maybe kind of, again, to offer the others, I think it more of the problems, maybe the solution. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think we're really good at identifying the problem. It's like, no one looks at like when that happens and it's like, man, I'm all for it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no one looks at it like mm-hmm. that. But I think the real conflict's like, all right, so how are we going to actually provide a real yeah. solution to this? Yeah.
1: And that's, and that's, you're right. That's the next step of, of a true conversation is what's the pain point that the folks on the other side are feeling as relates to uh, the way our criminal justice system works? Mm-hmm. And if if their pain point isn't the same as this first group, can they at least listen and learn from it?
0: Well, Christine, thank you for coming on today. I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure everyone that's listening right now learned a lot, and I know I learned a lot. So, if people want to reach out to you, social media or receive training, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. what's the best way they can find you and reach out to you, all that fun stuff?
1: Yeah, my website is Um, So just find me on there. And I do want your listeners to get that um, difficult conversation worksheet from me. And in exchange, I will um, gladly capture their email address and send them an email. Um, one of the things I'm releasing... Um, I might even be out by the time this podcast is released, is a video, an interactive training video that's kind of part game, part um, YouTube clips of people behaving really badly. And it is basically a training that walks you through what to do uh, as you guide your avatar through these difficult conversations.
0: There you go. And I'll be sure to, for the listeners, I'll be sure to add that link in whether you're listening on Spotify or watching this on YouTube. So, Christine, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time to come on today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Josh.
0: All right, everyone, as you can tell, that is Christine Scott. She's a very intelligent person, has great things to say. I challenge you guys, if anything you heard today uh, spoke to you, to reach out to her. I'm sure Christine would love to hear from you. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone if you liked this episode and would like to hear more be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button we release a new episode every wednesday for you guys to listen to thank you guys so much for the support that you give we could not have done this without you guys if you would like to be a potential guest on the show check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there thank you guys again and let's get after it